Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, it is Sunday night again, um, and I'm ready to go. I've got some topics to talk about. Um, first of all, I want to say that I hate that it's Sunday again. Um, I had to record last week's on a Sunday, and then I just ended up like listening to it multiple times. Like it was like Pandora's box. Like I had to keep going back and like opening my podcast and listening to it. And by Tuesday, I hated it. And I still think it's the worst episode that I've made so far. So I'm fully expecting that to happen again. But honestly, I think I'm going to, I'm going to put the thought out there. I think that tonight's podcast is going to slap because I've got some good topics. It's going to be a lot less anecdotal and a lot more fun. Um, So let's go ahead and let's pop into some of these topics. Um, I feel like a lot of what I'm going to talk about, well, maybe not necessarily, um, just, I guess, for some for some background information, I just got back from Watchapurig, Virginia today, where I was on a four-day oceanography field trip. I think a couple episodes ago, I want to say episode three, I mentioned that I wanted to become really good friends with my oceanography professor on this trip. And let me tell you, I accomplished that. Um, I think I was definitely the funniest person on that trip. I don't know if everyone else thought that, but (laughs) I thought that. And um, I was part of the kitchen crew. I cooked dinner with my professor every night. He taught me how to chop an onion. It's a really good time. Um, I feel very validated in that experience. Anyway, so some of the topics, I guess, if I like mention, oh, on the trip, I was talking about this. That's the trip. It it was a trip. Um, Anyway, so something I've been thinking about a lot lately is the concept of camp, like sleepaway camp, summer camp. Um, as a kid, I went to like a couple like weekend camps and I went to I went to horse camp, which was just a day camp. So I never got to go to sleepaway camp, but I feel like it's such a big part of like American culture, I guess. Like, I don't know, I watched the parent trap going up and my mom would always talk about her times at camp. And it really got me to thinking what I think people in their early and mid and maybe even late 20s need is camp. Like we need it more than kids. When you're a kid and you get sent to like summer camp, what are you, what is that for you? Like what, like that is a vacation from what? You're a kid, you're 10. Like what problems do you have? Like I get camp, I guess when you're like 13, cause that's when like the angst really kicks in. And then you're like, Oh, I hate everything. I hate my parents. Um, I haven't been outside in three days. And so your parents are like, okay, you want to go outside? Then go outside for a week and don't speak to us. And then you come back and like life's good again. But if you're like a little kid, what is camp going to do for you? I mean, I guess like, I don't want to hate on camp for kids. Like you get to go canoeing, you make some crafts, you eat some food, whatever. But I need camp. Like I just, I think that like, I need the experience of, like, going to the woods for a week and living in a cabin and having all my meals cooked for me, making a bunch of crafts that involve putting beads on a string, and then going tubing. Like, that's what I need. And so I guess, like, the the thing that... The issue that comes into play here is who would pay for it because when you're a kid, your parents pay... When you're a kid, your parents pay for camp. And I don't, I wouldn't want to ask that of my parents now. And also I don't want to pay for it because then it's just a vacation, but like a weird one. 
And part of what I want out of the experience is the lack of freedom. But if I'm paying for it, then I think that I would want my freedom. So what I think it comes down to is that camp should be subsidized by the government and camp should be free. And listen, I know there's a lot of other things that the government should be doing for free that are more important, but like once we get that taken care of, like once we get our health care and all of that stuff, camp for 20-year-olds should be the next priority. You know what? It could be like an every 20 years thing, like camp for people in their 20s, camp for people in their 40s, camp for people in their 60s. So like every 20 years, um, your camp license renews and you get to go again and it's free and it's just a good time. And you get to go with like the same people you went with before, provided that they're still alive. Things get kind of dicey when everyone's in their 80s. But like you get to go to camp every 20 years and it's just good. Like you camp experience ends and you're like, okay, I have something to look forward to 20 years from now. Like what am I looking forward to now? So I'm 21. Um, I'm about to turn 22. But that's not like an exciting birthday. Like I think my next most exciting birthday is when I turn 25 and I can rent cars and my car insurance rates go down. And then after that, what is it, like 50? Is there even a good birthday after that? I don't know. So I think that if we gave people little like little milestones, such as camp, to look forward to, then it would be better. You know what else I want to do at camp? I want to make matching t-shirts. I want to have a cabin. Like, I've already said the cabin so many times. But I want each cabin to have, like, a team. Like, it'll be, like, squirrel cabin, and your mascot's a little squirrel, and, like, you tie-dye some t-shirts, and you, like, draw squirrels on them with fabric paint, and you make matching hats. And when it's, like, time for tug-of-war, it's, like, squirrel team versus fox team, and you totally crush the fox team, and then you, like, TP their cabin in the night. Like, oh, I get so excited thinking about camp because I just want to go to camp. And I think it's because I didn't get the camp experience, and it's too late for me now. Like, if I were to go, I'd have to be a counselor, and I do not want to be a camp counselor. Um, like... Honestly, shout out to camp counselors. You are braver than the U.S. Marines to deal with kids. Like, I could end the sentence there. But to deal with kids, like, if you're a teacher, you see the same kids all the time, and you get to go home at the end of the day. But at camp, they're like a fresh batch of little hell nuggets every week, and you have to bond with them and get close to them and figure out all their insecurities and help them conquer them. And then you have to sleep, I was about to say sleep with them, but that's weird wording, sleep in the cabin with them and supervise them at night. And then at the end of the week, they just go home. And then the next week, it starts all over again. Like, can you imagine? I don't know. I've never been a camp counselor either, so I can't really talk. So um, leave a comment if you've ever been a camp counselor. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Um... I do want to say, though, so I was having this conversation with some friends a week ago, and they were like, oh, well, college is camp. But I think that that's a little bit of a stretch, because, like, they were like, oh, well, if you live in a dorm, then it's like living in a cabin, and, like, people tell you where to go and what to do, and it's really expensive and all of that. But I don't know how true that is. But then I was thinking about it, because, I mean, like, if you're, like, I don't know, in business school or something, or, like, a science major, like, you're not doing stuff that you would be doing at camp. But you know who is? Art majors. If you're an art major 
and this is a hot take, but I'm going to push through anyway. If you're an art major, college for you is a really expensive camp because you're living in a dorm, you're with other people, you're eating shitty food, and you're making crafts all day, 24-7, you're crafting. Um, so if you're an art major, just make sure you like head to the nearest like body of water and do some like canoeing or something. And then I think your camp experience is complete. I think that that's all there is to it. Um, so congrats if you're an art major on camp. Um, I was thinking the other day, just like, oh, this would be funny. Because um, I think of, I, I try to think of like, I don't know, just like funny things that a person could do or say. <laughs> this is not. This is not going as well as I wanted to. I should mention that I'm exhausted. So I've been out I've been out skiffing around on some boats the last few days. And I feel like I got an adequate amount of sleep every night. But my brain just couldn't like process that that I had slept for like seven or eight hours. So every day I was just progressively more exhausted. And I'm so tired now, but we're powering through. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Can you imagine? If there was a guy who'd never seen a movie, like imagine you're like, I don't know, you're like at a party or something and you're like, you're just talking to some guy and he is like, yo, what if like, I, I'm like an art major and I was doing some crafts the other day and I, I had this thought and I was like, whoa, what if there was a movie about people who could dream and then sometimes they could have a dream inside of that dream and they could like control all of it and you're like yeah that's the movie inception have you never seen it and he's like i don't i've never seen a movie <laughs> or he's like what if there was a movie about cowboys but they're gay. And you're like, Brokeback Mountain? And he's like, I, I actually don't know what a movie is. <laughs> like, I just think that'd be funny. I actually thought of this because I was like thinking about myself. Because anytime someone's like, oh, have you seen this movie? I haven't. I haven't seen any movies. So I think that like in a way, I'm that guy. And it's scary because I like writing screenplays. And every time that I like start writing one, I'm like, what if what if this is a movie? Like, I was writing one, I started writing one, like, I don't know, a few months ago, and I showed Elijah the beginning of it, and they were like, this is, like, Office Space, and then we watched Office Space, and I was like, oh, it is, like, Office Space, but I'd never heard of Office Space. I didn't know. I was not familiar. I wasn't plagiarizing, and I think as time continues and more and more things begin to exist, the stuff that I make is only going to be similar to those things. Um... And I'm going to end this by saying that I'm this guy because the long pause that you heard a little while ago was me realizing that I needed to pause this podcast so that I could Google a list of famous movies to see which ones I knew and could accurately reference to make that joke. So I don't know what that says about me, but I guess I've never fucking seen a movie. Um, anyway, um... I also, like, I think that this is just a funny concept because, I don't know, 
I don't know who's listening to this. Um, it could be years in the future when this has become a famous podcast. But if you're listening right now, and I, I don't know. I sometimes I think that I have a way that I want to say something that isn't physically possible. So I just like say words and I snowball and it doesn't go anywhere. Anyway, if you're not familiar with Gabriel Gundacker, he has a character, or he had a character on Vine. I don't know if he still does it. I don't think so. But the character was guy who's never heard music, and it's very funny. Um, I highly suggest looking it up. It's only a minute worth of content, but it is some good stuff. But essentially, it's this guy, and it's the same music every time, and it's just this little, like, funky tune, and he'll be like, is this music? I, I like this. Or it'll be like, he's got a little remote control and the music is playing and he's like, I'm going to play some music and turns it off. And then he's like, oh, you're telling me that I've turned off the music? Like, it's just funny. So I don't know if there was a guy who was like, what if we could like film people doing stuff, but not, it's not like real life. Like they're, they're pretending that something happened and then we film it. And then, like, you go to a place and you sit with a bunch of strangers and it, we put it on a really, really big screen and you pay, like, $15 for a ticket and then you pay another $30 for snacks and so you're up to a $45 evening and you have never even seen this footage before and you don't even know if you're going to like it and you're with a bunch of strangers and it's completely dark and anyone could just reach out and grab you at any moment and you're just sitting there with your snacks and your date is with you and you want to hold her hand, but your, your hand is kind of sweaty. And when you reach over to hold her hand, you accidentally knock over her box of candy and she paid $5 for that. So now she's kind of pissed off and you've already eaten half the popcorn and it's only, you're only to the, through the third preview and the movie's already starting 25 minutes late. And then it starts and, and, and it's the footage that someone else recorded of people pretending that something that didn't happen happened. And what if that existed? <laughs> um, anyway, back to Gabriel Gundacker. I was thinking about him because I love this man. I feel like, I don't know, when I, when I was younger and I like got into like, I, I'm going to use the word celebrity. I don't think that he or anyone would consider him a celebrity. I don't, I don't know what Gabriel Gundacker considers himself, but I'm going to put it out there that he's not a celebrity. Um, I, when I liked celebrities when I was younger, I would, like, kind of go a little nuts on them. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, was, I wasn't ever what I would define myself as a fangirl, but I knew things. It was mostly, like, people in bands, like, I would know things about them. I've completely forgot why I started saying this. Anyway, I think it's to say that I don't know much about Gabriel Gundacker, but I love him. But I don't know very much about him. But I was thinking about him, as I often do, because sometimes when I'm sad, I'll just, like, watch some Gabriel Gundacker videos and eat some string cheese and have a good cry about life, and then things will be better. Um, anyway. Gabriel Gundacker is someone who I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about a specific category of person and that category was people who 
I don't know well, but based off of their internet presence, if I met them and they proposed to me within five minutes of us meeting, I would say yes. And he is one of them. I'm sure that there are others, but I, I can't say for sure. I wanted to say maybe, like, my two favorite, like, actors are Jake Gyllenhaal and Aubrey Plaza. And so I thought maybe one of them. But I think that... I don't know. I think that I know enough about them to be like, oh, I could have doubts about our compatibility. But Gabriel Gundacker, I don't know anything about him. He just makes me laugh. And he seems like a good guy. And if he met me and, like, we were hanging out and, like, after five minutes, he was like, what if we got married? I'd be like, yeah, okay. You've never heard music. I've never seen a movie. Sounds like a match made in heaven. We're going to show each other two totally new worlds. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say on that topic, I guess. Um, so I was on the trip this weekend and I saw something, I'm sure that I've seen it before, but not that I can quite recall and certainly not in a way that impacted me as much as this did. I saw a fondue restaurant. (laughs) We passed it while we were driving. We passed this fondue restaurant. And I was like, what? Um, It might have been that I was just tired on this particular day. But we passed this fondue restaurant, and I was like, I just quite simply can't picture what that would look like. So maybe I'm just uneducated on fondue. I've really only had it at, like, parties, like events, like maybe a friend's birthday party or, like, a baby shower. But... I believe that I'm correct when I say that there's only two types of fondue, cheese and chocolate. And so, what is a fondue restaurant? What are the dipping options? Because usually it's just like fruit or candy. Maybe not with the cheese. I guess with cheese it would be more like pretzels and bread. And then with chocolate it's like marshmallows and candy and fruit. But that's not a meal. You can't just have cheese bread and a chocolate-covered strawberry and call that a day. I mean, you can, and I'm not judging you if that's what you do. But also, think, consider, <laughs> consider your health and consider maybe not doing that. Just meditate on that. And then don't go to a fondue restaurant for dinner. Like, I'm just trying to picture... Because, like, you can put cheese on stuff. Like, would it be, like, a bowl of noodles? And then you put it under the fondue yourself? Like, cheese your own mac? Semicolon the fondue restaurant? I don't know. That wouldn't be a semicolon, I guess. But I don't know. Would it be, like, cheese your own pizza? Colon the fondue restaurant? They just give you a cooked crust with some sauce on it, and you gotta cheese it yourself? (laughs) Or it's like, chocolate your own eclair, the fondue restaurant, and you have like a dry piece of cake with cream in the middle, and you gotta put chocolate on it? Um, like, I, I wish this was a visual podcast sometimes, because I've just been holding... Two, hand, two hands, my own two hands, 
I've been holding the only two hands that I have in front of my body this whole time as if I'm holding a plate with each of these food items on it and then leaning forward as if I am dipping it. And I, I think that if you have that image accompanying what I'm saying, it's funnier. So here, let me picture that and then let me hit you with one with another, um, with another item. Um, cheese your own grilled cheese. It's two pieces of toasted bread and you gotta catch the cheese <laughs> in the middle. Ah, I just can't imagine, like, what is a fondue restaurant? What is that? I wish we could have gone. It was, like, not, it was just on the side of the highway somewhere. But, like, I wish. I need to know what happens in a fondue restaurant. I saw a lot of weird stuff on the side of the highway on this trip. Um, so it was down in pretty, pretty much the, like, little part of Virginia that juts out the, the kind of the tip or the arm of Virginia, if you will. And... I I guess because it's like a vac it's a high I would say a high traffic summer vacation area because it's near like Chincoteague Virginia and stuff so people that's like a big vacation spot and people go down to Virginia Beach that way I guess but I have never seen so many antique stores in my life there was one every two miles I would say like a whole building just devoted to antiques first of all where are you getting all of that old stuff there's only so much old stuff in the world. And I don't think that there's enough to spread throughout that many antique places in one area. And also, who's shopping there? Like, I guess if you're from out of town and you're like, oh, this is my summer, van my summer vacation in which I am driving my van to Virginia Beach on my summer vacation, I think it would be great for me to go antiquing to add some antiques to my van so that my next vacation will be even more enjoyable. Like, I guess there's a market for that, but they all appear to be closed. So I guess they're seasonal. So like either the people who own them are old themselves, they are themselves antiques and retired and only need to work half the year, or they have like a side job, which like, what would that look like? Like, is it like, oh, in the summer I'm an antiquer, but in the winter I commit insurance fraud. <laughs> like what, what is life like for you? And can I join in, please? Because that sounds great for me. Um, anyway, we didn't get to go antiquing, which was pretty much a big old disappointment. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is the concept of a tall ghost. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some background information on this by first talking about Julia Child. So it was Thursday night, we were cooking some spaghetti, and my professor brought up Julia Child. Well, he was saying something about like, oh, that chef who did the cooking on TV, um, and she said like, what happens in the kitchen stays in the kitchen or whatever, but uh, should I try to do a Julia Child impression? She's like, what happens in the kitchen stays in the kitchen. That was probably not at all accurate. I haven't watched a video of Julia Child since I was probably like 12, since I was a Julia Child. Um, oh, the jokes on this episode are very bad. Anyway, since I, we were talking about Julia Child, and he was like, oh, she was in the CIA, and not the Culinary Institute of America. So I looked up this woman, which if you don't know, Julia Child, like, 
I think she like popularized French cuisine in America. She had a cooking show on TV, and I think I think she may have been the first person to have that type of show on TV in America. Could be totally wrong. Anyway, she was a really cool person, but he was like, yeah, she couldn't join the army for whatever reason. Well, first of all, he was like, she's very tall. And it turned out that her not being able to join the army and her being tall were correlated. She was six foot two, which was too tall to join the army. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's like a very high, it's like six nine or something like that. But she was six two and at the time deemed too tall. Um... So she joined the CIA, and I don't think she did anything, like, too crazy crazy, but she was, like, I don't know, a researcher or something like that. And then, after all that, she went on to be Julia Child chef, which is just crazy. Like, how do you do so many things in one life? Um, it's just, it's too many things. Like, to do less things. I'm kidding. Don't do less things, because that's awesome. I wish I could join the CIA and then become a chef. Anyway... So we were talking about Julia Child a lot, and it came up in conversation that the house we were staying in may be haunted. And I don't know, I'm not necessarily a believer in ghosts or hauntings. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that that's something that can happen. But I do think the concept of a tall ghost is very funny. So like, if you die and become a ghost, like, let's say Julia Child is a ghost, I don't know where she would haunt. She had a long life. I'm not going to assume that she's haunting the Virginia Institute of Marine Science dorm in Wachapreek, Virginia, but she could be. Um, anyway, I like the concept of a tall ghost that just, like, makes things harder for people. Like, you come home and you're your, I don't know, your bag of onions is just like on top of a cabinet that you can't reach unless you climb on the counter. Or like you go to use the, you go to shower and your bottle of shampoo has just been like glued to the ceiling and you're like, how, oh, how do I get that down? And also who would do that? Tall ghost. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just think that's funny. Like, I like I think it's, like, I don't really know. I don't know the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist, but I know a poltergeist is supposed to be something that just, like, inconveniences you all the time. I want, like, a tall poltergeist. Like, it inconveniences you, but only in terms of your own height. Which, like, as a short person, it would be so easy to do to me. You wouldn't even have to, like, put it at a level where it would be difficult for an average height person. Like, you could just put something where an average height person could reach it, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, this ruined my whole day. Um, yeah, I like being short, though. It's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I think we're, this is, we're really cooking on this podcast. Um, we're really Julia Childen out here, um, and I, we're almost to 30 minutes, and I'm tired, so I think I'm just going to talk about one more thing and then call it a wrap because I feel like I've really been dragging out the last few episodes. And here's the thing. No one wants or needs that. So, oh, no, I have two more topics. So fuck you if you believed me. That was a fucking prank and it you got pranked. Um, my next topic is the concept of independence. So I've been thinking a lot lately 
about how crazy it is to be an adult, even though I think I've got, I've got a couple years under my belt of being an adult. I don't like it. I wish that I could resign, but I'm out here still making the best of it. And it's crazy that I can just do anything. Like, no one's stopping me. I have money saved up in my bank. I could just spend it all on crackers. I could go to the nearest Walmart and I could buy every single variety of cracker that they have. I could spend my life savings on crackers. I could buy a boat. I could sign a lease on a house in a different country. Like, I could really and truly do anything. Not anything, but most things. You know, it's like still do good things. Like, use your power for good, but you can also do bad things if you want. Um, I could commit a crime. I'm not going to, but I could. I could do that as a kid too, I guess. No, I'm specifically talking about like financial independence, I guess. I don't know. Um, um, like, ugh, there's, this is just some information I was sent via my job. But there's this thing, this like, I guess it's technically like an art installation, but it's just in Great Salt Lake. And it's called the Spiral Jetty. And it's just a dude who took a bunch of rocks to Salt Lake and just put them in a spiral shape. And now people go there and stand on it and take pictures. And that's crazy. Like, I could do that. I feel like I've been yelling a lot. I'm going to calm down. But having independence is crazy. And sometimes, as I said, people use their independence for bad instead of good. And this is a sweet segue into something that I am just itching to talk about. So, you know me, I've never seen a movie, but I have seen movie trailers. And I saw one, I was watching, I don't know, I was watching a YouTube video, like waiting for it to load today, and a trailer came on, and typically I would skip, because it was like one that you could skip after five seconds. But the first five seconds were like weird, and I wasn't near my computer, so I was just kind of like watching, and then, it didn't get better, it got worse. And I am, I, I watched the whole thing. And it's for this movie called After. Like, first of all, not the best title. Like, After What? I mean, I guess that's what it's supposed to, like, the sparks are supposed to start. The light bulb is getting turned on in your brain, and you're asking yourself, After What? <laughs> so. I'm going to recreate a little bit of this movie trailer for you. There's a girl. She is white. Very picture your average white girl, but like prettier than most girls, I guess, because she's an actress, but like an average white girl. And her average white mother is there. And she's like, honey, you're going off to college. Make sure be good and stay safe. And the girl's like, college isn't a test of survival. It's a test of college or something like that. And she's like cleaning off her makeup in the bathroom. She's living in the dorm, whatever. She goes to a party. They're playing truth or dare. She's like, hit me with that truth. Or uh, say truth to me and I'll hit you with the truth. And the other girl's like, are you a virgin? And she's like, mm-hmm, I want to dare. So like you answered that question, first of all. Second of all, that's not the rules of truth or dare. And someone's like, I dare you to make out with Hardvarko, who's this boy. His name isn't actually Hardvarko, but he's got a weird name. 
like it's not a human name. And Hardvarko's like he turns around and he's like the most average white boy you've ever seen. And she's like, I'm done playing this game. And everyone's like, oh, oh shit. And she leaves. And then Hardvarko like won't leave her alone, I think is the impression I got. Because they're in like a store and she's like, we need to keep our distance. And he like backs up a little bit. And she's like, Hardvarko, you're so funny. And then they go to like a lake together to go swimming. And then it gets like steamy. He like touches her arm and she's like breathing heavy which I won't recreate now because it's gross, but they put in a very breathy sound. And then it, like, jumps to them dating. But then Hardvarko is, like, smashing things with his guitar, and there's, like, an old white man, and he's like, Hardvarko is dangerous. And the girl who was at the Truth or Dare party is like, something's happening, but it's not what you think it is. And everyone's like, you're making a mistake. But she's like, I love Hardvarko. And then it's, like, in theaters April 12th. So all this is just to say the movie trailer does not tell you much of what it's about. And it does show you that it's terrible. So immediately I had to Google it because I was like, what is this movie? And it's One Direction fan fiction from the year 2013. It is, it is a One Direction fan fiction that got one billion reads one billion reads and then was turned into a five book series and is now a movie and let me just say that that is crazy to me like it's so it's like listen I respect whoever wrote this she I think it was a woman she's clearly on her grind she is I don't know if you could hear that, but someone just honked their horn outside super loud. Anyway, this woman is on her grind. She's making moves. She's probably rich as fuck. And she could flex on me. So I'm not going to go too hard on her. But it's just crazy to me that, like, there's people who are putting in, like, so much time and effort every day to produce, like, original content. And someone can write a fan fiction. Because the same thing happened with, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, someone can write a fan fiction and then get it published, turn it into a whole franchise. Um, It's weird because they're, like, two different cases. Like, Fifty Shades of Grey was based on another fictional series, but, like, this movie, this, like, after movie, is based on a real person's life, or, like, a real person but turned into a fictional character, which is so crazy to me. Like, I mentioned earlier that I was, like, kind of a fangirl over some things, I guess. Oh, I hate using that word. And, like, I hate to admit it, but, like, I used to watch, like, Supernatural and Sherlock and stuff when I was younger. And I just never got involved in, like, the culture of fan fiction and that sort of thing. Like, it was always weird to me because I was like, yeah, I'm, like, watching these fictional TV shows. I don't need more. Like, I don't need beyond what's already given to me. Like, I would try reading fan fiction, even the ones that were, like, very famous. Because some of them do get, like, a crazy amount of readers. And so I would read those. And, like, they were well-written, but I was like, dude, you could do this with just your own characters. Like, write the same story, but with, like, original characters. And you could turn it into, like, a book, and it's not going to be as weird as being, like... Like, how embarrassing would that be to have your first book published and be like, yeah, it's actually a One Direction fan fiction. Like, this isn't my character that I came up with. It's based on Harry Styles. Like, (laughs) what is that like? Um, 
And I don't know, like, it, it makes it even weirder if it's a real person, because, like, why do you feel the need to, like, fictionalize a real person like that? Like, I, I don't know, no shade to people who write fan fiction or whatever, like, go off, but it's just not something that I ever understood, I guess. Um, and it was weird, because I was, like, talking about this to Elijah a little while ago, and they said something to me, which I think was very kind, but, I, like, I'm... I'm going to think about this for a long time, <laughs> which they were like, I think out of any of my friends, like you're the most likely to like actually accomplish something like creatively successfully or like be someone I think their wording was or something like that, which is so weird to me. Cause I feel like I'm putting in a lot of effort, but I'm not like, there's no product yet, I guess. I don't know. I don't know like what I want to say about this. Like, it sounds like I'm just flexing, but I'm not, it was a weird compliment to receive. I appreciate it, but it, I feel weird. Cause I'm like, like, like this podcast, like this is the fifth week that I've done this, but I'm not really doing it for anyone. Like, it's just for me. And so I think, I guess, I guess what it comes down to is I would rather just stay, stay doing things for me and just like make stuff that I like and make stuff that makes me happy and never have it be successful versus like ever like sell out or try to do something that would like be commercially successful. But I still hope, like, yeah, it would be really cool to, like, publish something or something like that one day. But it's not going to be One Direction fan fiction. I hope. My life could take a drastically different turn. Um, like, I don't know where I'll be when I'm 30 or 40. Things could be very different for me then. But hopefully it won't involve writing One Direction fan fiction. And hopefully I'll have seen my first movie by then. You know? It's all going to come for a circle. And, even better, when I'm in my 40s, I'll be at camp. So, <laughs> things are really looking up. Um, I think I'm going to call it there, because this is going a little longer than I anticipated. But I think, I don't know, I ha this is a lot of fun. Um, it was fun to just, like, joke around and stuff. You know, make some, make some fucking jokes. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, ooh, there's a little mosquito on my laptop. Hey, buddy. What if you, like, didn't bite me? Oh, he's gone now. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to call it quits because it's been a good one. This was a lot of fun. I hope it was fun to listen to. I like, I think this, I think it's good. You know, I, I like it. I'm going to call I'm going to call it like it is. I like it. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I'll see you around. I'll, I'll, I'll be here next week. I'll be here. I'll be here every Tuesday. <laughs> this is a very drawn-out conclusion. Um, it's been real. See ya.